the American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take the back. Hello, Patriots and Freedom Fighters. Broadcasting from my home studio in downtown Belfont, Pennsylvania. Worldwide on Republic Broadcasting Network, Mojo 50 Radio and Patriot Nation Radio Network. I'm your Thursday host here at the National Intel Report and Mojo or uh, Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo 50 and, and Patriot Nation. I'm Peter Seraph. A man, a legend with, with a great in, beard. With the greatest beard in radio. This guy is the sweetest nicest, most gentlest person you've ever met in your life. The man's really insightful and pretty freaking smart. With wit, sharp like safety scissors. I would I would walk over hot coals for this guy. With a golden voice behind the microphone. He's got a big, fat, juicy, beautiful brain. The Nostradamus of political prognostication. Your host, Peter Seraphine. Hey, free speech is not free. Support this free speech network. Donate if you can. We all realize times are tough. Inflation is real. So, uh, you know, help out when you can, if you can. Buy merchandise. Use the promo codes. And, uh, yeah, well, do what you can. Contact me by calling the show when we open the phone lines, because this is a live call-in broadcast. You can also visit liberty-lighthouse.com. That's my homepage. Click the little chat button there, or you can email me, LibertyLighthouse1776 at gmail.com. Tonight, I've got Dave Summerall, the face of the Justice for January 6th movement, coming into the show. He's going to spend a little more time with us than he usually does. Normally, he comes in like once a month. We keep him for 15 to 30 minutes, you know, maybe a whole segment. We're going to keep him a little longer this time because there's a whole bunch of January 6th stuff that's come up in the news, and I want to know how... It is affecting him and his organization and all that kind of stuff. So that should be a lot of fun, if you ask me. Uh, If all things work out right, he'll be coming in at the bottom of this first hour. So right around uh, 6.30, if you're on the Eastern time zone like I am. But first, I want to talk about death. I know that sounds morbid and disgusting, but I don't really want to talk about death. I want to talk about the hypocrisy that surrounds the death here in our country. So every time you turn around, there are lawmakers pushing gun control, especially after, you know, a horrible thing like we had down in uh, Tennessee last week or so. Um, Anytime there's a school shooting, anytime there's a mass shooting of any kind, they push gun control. Got to get guns off the streets. So, I did a little research and I pulled together some numbers that you might find interesting. I certainly did. So between 2019 and 2020, so all of 2019 and 2020 added together, 34,000 people uh, died from, uh, from gunshot. I mean, that's homicides, not suicides not included. 34,000 gun-related homicides in this country. 
That's a lot of freaking gun-related homicides. That's a lot of death. Not going to lie, that's bad. That's a lot of people. Let's look at some other numbers. 94,000 committed suicide. I don't care where you sit on the political aisle or anything like that. 94,000 people committing suicide is a problem. That shows something wrong with our society, if you ask me. Mental health. You don't commit suicide unless you're suffering from depression or some form of mental illness. 94,000 people in two years committed suicide. But it gets worse. 161,000 died from drug overdoses or fentanyl poisonings. All lumped together as drug overdoses. But I think the fentanyl stuff is mostly poisonings, not really overdoses, because a lot of the people that are dying from fentanyl don't even know that they're taking fentanyl. That's a poisoning. So how this caught my eye, why this is something worth talking about, in my opinion, is every time there's a mass shooting incident and they come out and they say, we want your guns, we want to ban AR-15s, we want to get rid of the you know, high-capacity magazines, whatever the latest gun push is. I just keep thinking three times as many people committed suicide than were murdered by a gun. Three times as many. Taking that to the next step, five times as many people died from a drug overdose or a fentanyl poisoning. So what's our government choose to focus on? Well, they... They choose to focus on gun deaths. Now, why would that be? uh, The only thing that makes any sense to me is because that's the big sensational headline. That is where the political motivation is. Take your guns. Five times as many people dying from overdoses, so maybe we should focus on overdoses. I mean, logic would dictate to me, I know, I know, I'm using logic in a conversation about government, right? (laughs) Silly me. Logic would dictate to me that I would want my leadership to focus on the biggest killer. And somebody over here in the chat room, I think I... I'm old, I can't really see very well. Marie, Marie said that more died from abortion. And you're right. But abortion, you know, that's a sacred woman's right. Yeah, well, my guns are a sacred right too, but government wants to take those away. Hmm. But anyway, I would want my government to focus on the biggest killer first, Right? Biggest bang for your buck. Isn't this like basic leadership and basic organizational skill? What's going to make the biggest impact is where you spend the most amount of time. And when you get that under control, then you branch out and you work on other things. So right now, we've got five times as many people dying from fentanyl poisonings and drug overdoses. But yet, we keep talking about guns. we got three times as many people 
that are committing suicide. So three times as many people that are so mentally unstable that they've decided to take their own life. But we've got to take your guns. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that these mass shootings aren't tragic. I mean, three children and three adults in one instance at one school is horrible. But I think that is why it grabs the headlines. See, because the overdoses are like, you know, one here and one there in your local town. You don't see all of them all at once. But the but these mass shooters, well, that's, you know, five or so or ten or however many people all at one time. So that's what gets the big headlines. And it's not just government who is taking the political angle and reaching out only to grab those big headlines. It's also the news media giving them the big headlines. So both our government and our news media, well, they're, you know, they're, they're whores for big headlines. They don't actually want to fix anything. They don't want to make anything better. They don't really care what is really killing you and I, the citizens. They just want the headline. That's all that matters, and that's sad. That was something that caught my eye just before I, I was coming on, on air. And I, I thought that worth talking about. And I would really love to hear your opinion on this topic because I, I think it's, it seems pretty clear, but apparently not everybody does. So, you know, the phone, uh, let's open the phone line right up right now, 512-248-8252. And if you want that toll-free number, it's 800-313-9443. Call in. I want to know what you think about this. Like, where should the government be focusing on these things and why they're not focusing where we think they should be and all of those kinds of things. It all just seems like basic common sense and logic to me. But for now, I'm Peter Seraphine with Seraphine Hancock and Associates with a request from your local bar association. If you took the COVID-19 vaccine in 2020 or 2021 and suffered serious side effects, or if your loved one got the vaccine and then died, please stop calling attorneys. Your attorney can't help. You voluntarily took a vaccine under an emergency use authorization, which by definition is an experimental vaccine with absolutely no study of long-term side effects. Your fear drove you to make that decision without research. You accepted the risk and waived your right to sue. As much as your local law office would love to take your money and go after Big Pharma, we can't help you. Please stop calling. You're only wasting your time and ours. Seraphine Hancock and Associates is not a real law firm, but you did take an experimental vaccine without any long-term studies. Good luck. Mojo Five O. You know what? That that little parody ad there that that reminds me of the, the the other big headline that's in the news right now, and that's that Moderna seems to think that they're going to be able to come up with mRNA based vaccines for cancers and heart disease by the end of the decade. So seven years. 
I don't even know where to go with that. There's so much wrong with that, with, with that thought, even. Well, let's see what Patrick in Texas has to say about any of this. Patrick, line one, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's kind of self-evident here. The uh, Eric Garland, uh, the attorney, uh, the uh, uh, it was the, uh, the attorney general there, um, claimed that he's uh, our biggest problem is a uh, Christian nationalism and vows to uh, bring the full force of the uh, of the government down on them. Uh, you know, well, they got all kinds of uh, help. They're going to have the uh, the uh, ADL, the SPLC, uh, just a multitude of different agencies that that uh, work in unison. Yeah, you say, Paul? I, I I get what you're saying. Their focus is okay. wrong. It's it's completely wrong. Like, not even in that instance when he said that. When you know the Christian national right wing extremist, you know domestic terrorist groups are the biggest threat to our country well he's ignoring not just the the 161,000 drug overdoses in two years and the 94,000 suicides in two years but he's even ignoring the 4,000 gun deaths he's ignoring them at all and going going straight for the jugular of a of a of a uh, a partisan uh political stance it's it's all good for them. They they want to they want to take us down. That's what they that's what they're fully intended. They like to do Bolshevik Russia. You know they uh, you go in uh, when you bring your and your army and you destroy everything. You know they try to fight back and uh, and they just get nastier and nastier until they finally break your will. Uh, but uh, I like what uh, uh, President Jefferson said. The best that the uh, we the, the will of man produced was the Saxon uh, before the 8th century. And that was before, you know, the Normans came in and they stole all the land, went back whenever they you know, they could actually own their land and, uh, and uh, influence with all those Roman Catholic uh, clergy coming in and using, back in the time whenever the Viking law, when the Volksrecht, the people's law, ruled, and it was a, it was a beautiful time. Uh, you know, between the Saxons, the Anglos, and the uh, Vikings, they they uh, they, uh, they had a good partnership when they sold wool all over the world. Yeah, yeah. But then these monopolies come in. The influence of the uh, the Jewish uh, Rome, the club of Rome, with the uh, Justinian with a uh, uh, Jewish wife, and he was with the doing the bidding of the Jewish uh, with the law, uh, Justinian code, and Roman law, civil law. They come in. And every time they sneak in and want to, and want to sit up there, you know, the black robe court, which, you know, get back to the time before that when they have Vikings law, the people's law, Volk's right, you know, God's law. You know, that, that was Jefferson's saying before the 8th century, you know, that before the monopolies started kicking in. And, uh, now that's it. And back in that, you know, that period of time, uh, the uh, the the, uh, the Gothic people were the uh, like uh, they had run around with wooden wagons, and uh, they had you know they they kept off the uh, the hunt out. They controlled the damn Roman army from conquering everybody, and they and they were the most magnanimous charitable people ever. Everybody respected them, 
and uh, you know, and and, and, and and that's the way it should be. Uh, you know, we need to get back to the land, back to God's law. Over to you, Paul. Well, everybody knows that Jefferson was a small government guy. That's where, you know, the whole idea of of Jeffersonian democracy comes in, but. But unfortunately, we haven't had Jeffersonian democracy basically since he left the the office of president. Uh, everybody since then has has grown government. Even those that we now consider to be conservatives still grew government, still made it bigger. Still, you know, nobody in over a hundred years has made any real effort to shrink government. And and even when Reagan tried the government itself fought him there's there's a lot of great books out there about how this all went down you know reagan basically got elected by saying he was going to shrink the size of government i believe he his goal was 10 percent shrink but he was Get rid of barely, Department of education he was barely able to shrink by two percent because each one of his you know his, his uh department heads his his uh cabinet level Leaders came into the office and were like, you know, we're all for your agenda, but I really can't afford to take a cut in my department. And they all fought him. And, and in the end, he was he was barely able to make any noticeable change to the size of government. Isn't that what Reagan said? You know, uh, the, the closest thing to an eternal life is a government program. Yeah. Yeah. The, the most the most permanent thing ever is a temporary government program. If you look at the origins of some of these these uh, government offices and programs and departments that we have now, many of them were set up to be temporary, and then just kept expanding their their reach, their their goal, their mission, in order to stay alive and keep their jobs, which. If, if you're the bureaucrat, if you're, you know, I, I'm, you know, Joe Schmo federal employee working in Joe Schmo office, and my office is set to expire and go away, and I'm going to lose my job, and everybody around me is going to lose lose their job on, you know, next January. Of course, I'm going to try to keep my job. I'm, of course, I'm going to try to find something else that my office could do. It makes perfect sense. It's logical, but that's where. You know, the leadership is supposed to come in and say, nope, your 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 department is sunsetted. It goes away now. Like it or not, apply for a different job someplace else in government. It's the way it should work. It's not the way that it ever does. Hey, I want to take a second and tell you about uh, Romika Designs, right? So Romika Designs is... Uh, it's a laser engraving and custom design company, and I want to specifically talk about them right now before I forget, because, you know, Mother's Day is next month. Mother's Day is like a month away, and nobody loves custom creations as much as mothers. So Romika Designs, laser engraved. I bought from myself. I got some stuff from my beautiful wife. It's great stuff. R-O-M-I-K-A designs.com and use the code lighthouse and we'll get you a little bit of a discount for your custom laser engraving stuff custom creations for mom and mother's day or any other time that's r-o-m-i-k-a 
designs.com. I, uh, I, I said I was going to talk about Romika Designs because of Mother's Day coming up for like the last two or three weeks, and I keep forgetting to do it. So I wanted to make sure I got that in there. So going back to uh, before Patrick, I had just said, Moderna is coming up with these virus or these uh, vaccines, these mRNA vaccines for supposedly for cancers and heart disease. Now, the ones for cancers are for specific cancers. I'm not sure how that's going to work. So they're going to have like, I don't know, a vaccine for leukemia and a, a vaccine for Carposi sarcoma and a vaccine for melanoma and a vaccine. I don't know. Are they going to end up with? 45 different vaccines against cancer wouldn't surprise me hey we only give 49 vaccines to children before the age of six that should at least be 100 so we need at least 41 more to give them before they're six years old that seems a little crazy to me and then of course if you look at moderna itself as a company you have to question anything that they do i mean they Prior to COVID-19, they had never brought one single human vaccine to market. Not one. But then COVID-19 comes around and, woohoo, look at this. We, we whipped up something new in nine months. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to trust anything that they come out with for you know at least a couple of decades. Of course, Fauci will tell you, well, we've been working on this technology for 25 years. Yeah. We know how you worked on it. You killed all the ferrets and mice and everything in the trials. But whatever. So anybody have any comments? I'm, I'm really surprised. 34,000 gun homicides, which is one-third of the number of suicides and one-fifth of the number of drug overdoses and fentanyl poisonings from 2019 through 2020. But yet we keep coming out talking about guns and, you know, Joe Biden and the AR 15 and you don't need 30 rounds to hunt a deer. Do you think they're wearing Kevlar? <laughs> Cause you know, he uses the same joke all the time. Anyway, what is Pat? Pat in Fort Worth, Texas. What's Pat have to say? Look, that's two in a row from Texas. Oh, hi, Peter. I, I wanted to warn people and, and to hope that they will uh, try to do something in their state. Uh, people are uh, starting to uh, uh, hear about them trying to put this vaccine uh, ingredients and food and, and, and you know, a, a uh, animals, people eat, all that. So I wanted to tell you that uh, I knew that uh, Tennessee had this, and uh, they had a bill uh, that is a new one, uh, and, it, and it said that it prohibits the manufacture, sale, delivery, holding, or offering for sale any food that contains a vaccine, a vaccine material, unless the food uh, labeling, it's a labeling bill contains a conspicuous notification of the presence of vaccine or vaccine material in the blood in a skin of your food. And, uh, and it has, they have a House Bill uh, 0032, and they have a Senate Bill 0088. 
and I think it goes under agriculture, but uh, then they described also what a vaccine is. It's, it's a, a vaccine or vaccine material uh, is a, as a substance intended for use as humans to stimulate the productivity of antibodies. <laughs> See, you can't say that with the uh, COVID-19 and uh, provide uh, immunity against disease. It's products uh, or substitutes treated to act as a uh, a antigen without inducing the disease and on and on. So they actually go so far as to make sure that the former meaning or vaccine is in the bill. All right, Pat. Thank you very much. Everybody check, look into that. Make sure they're not sticking vaccines in your food without you even knowing about it. We'll be back in three minutes after this short commercial break. No reason to get excited. I've been sleeping on a My Pillow pillow for years. And a couple of years ago, I tried the My Pillow towels, soft and absorbent, wonderful bath towels. Recently, I got the My Giza Dream Sheets, and they are by far the best quality bed sheets I've ever owned. And while the quilt is pretty awesome, too, new products being added all the time at MyPillow.com, including sandals and slides and pajamas and, well, everything that you need for sleeping. Use the code LIGHTHOUSE at MyPillow.com to save yourself up to 66% off. That's the code LIGHTHOUSE at MyPillow.com. To change the world Start with one step However small First step is hardest of all that's right. Change the world one step at a time. Start by sharing out this link, sharing out wherever you're watching or listening to this show from. Send it to your friends and your family and say, hey, this guy actually has a little bit of common sense. Maybe we should talk to him. But more importantly, not just me, but my guest, Mr. Dave Summerall. I promised that he was going to be joining us. And, um, well, he deserves his own, like, proper introduction. Here he is, the face of the Justice for J6 Prisoners Movement, a true patriot, Dave Sumrall. Mr. Wow. Dave Sumrall, welcome to the show. Wow, man, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool indeed. Did you make that yourself? I, I did. I, I spared no production expense. I need to get one of those, man. That was really neat. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's, you know, Let's get there's actually it. expense to it, then I, I won't do it. That was, uh, that was a free AI voice generator and uh, free music that I downloaded. I just squished it together. You did good. You did because I was cheap. No, I like it. I like it. It's better than nothing. You know, everybody else just goes, "Hey, he's a carpenter." We know, you know, somebody else that was a carpenter. And, and, you know, that's that's usually the introduction. So <laughs> that was special. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Well, there's a whole. Bunch. I'm great. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's been going on in the whole justice for J six, you know, arena. And, uh, well, I, I think it's stuff that you and I, I'd love to talk about it with you. So let's, to start the show, just to, to start that conversation, I have a, uh, a little video that I want to play. It's, it's the Liberty Minute that I did last week. But unfortunately, it looks like my computer's frozen. and It won't let me do that. I'm Peter Seraphine with another Liberty Minute. If you own a... I'm Peter Seraphine with another Liberty Minute. 
If you own a firearm, then you need legal protection. Use code LIGHTHOUSE at protectwithbear.com for the most affordable carry insurance available. It was just revealed another dozen undercover police officers were in the crowd with the Proud Boys on January 6, 2021. That brings the total to at least 50 undercover law enforcement that we know about. One admitted to chanting along with the crowd. Not surprisingly, his body cam footage has not been made available. His text messages were deleted, and his phone was destroyed. A video leaked and posted to Rumble almost three weeks ago shows three undercover officers helping protesters climb over barriers, shouting pro-Trump slogans, and directing the crowd to proceed to the northwest stairs to the Capitol. This is all starting to sound a lot like an entrapment scenario. It also looks like a thousand people that have already been prosecuted probably have grounds for mistrial lawsuit. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time, see this Pashem Parabellum. So there's an awful lot in there. Yes. The DOJ has already prosecuted over a thousand people related to J6. Mm-hmm. And they've said they want, like, what, another 1,300 or something like that? At least. That's a lower number than what they started with a few months ago. So we'll take it for now. Mm-hmm. But, but like, I, like I just said in that video, like, all kinds of new information is coming out from the government. The rules of a fair trial say that government has to give up exculpatory evidence, evidence that could possibly shed a different light on the theory of the crime. And how many people have already been prosecuted and found guilty? A thousand. Too many. And all this new new evidence is coming forward. So what's the recourse for those thousand people that have already been prosecuted? Have have you guys in your neck of the wood had have you have you heard anything from anybody what they're planning to do and what 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 they can do? Oh yeah. Um a lot of civil suits, a lot of lawsuits, a lot of uh reparations in that legal form as best we can. There's a lot of things that people are exploring. There are chinks in the armor, let's say. And, and in the next couple of days, I think you'll see uh, some of the action. Uh, it's already been started for some people. Uh, I know of a couple of people that are actively uh, waiting on responses from different bodies, which is amazing to me to see that finally starting to turn. But I think that once uh, the public sees the the inlet, basically, that the, what starts to happen, people are going to pile on. I mean, we saw just what over the last few weeks, the payouts to uh, BLM uh, protesters that were hit with, you know, the, the different munitions from the police and they, they, they were awarded millions of dollars. Now imagine that happening and then being imprisoned for it for two and a half years, losing everything, the social terrorism, the torture, the family, the community, the church, the job, the everything that you can imagine. And, and it's not, you know, it's not an argument of reparations of what the, this is never going to repay these people for what they've suffered ever. You can't, you can't give back 
the people who have died while they're in prison, the, the loved ones, the fathers and mothers, the pets, the dogs, the cats, the, you know, the people they'll never see again because they were being unjustly held, you know, in a gulag in America. And, and I think that's the travesty that most of the public doesn't even know that, you know, even, even today you walk into the store, you talk to anybody and they don't know the story behind these prisoners. The, the media has done, you know, a very good job with the media curtain, keeping it closed on, on the reality of what's happening to these people. And it's been a hard, hard path trying to find a little bit of light, a little bit of, uh, you know, outage for our information. Lucky enough to get on Tucker uh, a couple of weeks ago and, uh, you know, good response. Uh, and the other side of that response was it wasn't long enough. You know, I think I had two and a half minutes. And, uh, you know, I, I think the public wants a little bit more information than that. They've they've been writing letters. Y'all feel free to write letters to Tucker Carlson and tell him we need more about the J6 hostages. And, you know, it's amazing to me. Well, you can tell What's that? As you can say, or you can tell them if they need more, they can just come to this show where yeah. I have you on, you know, every month and okay. we can talk about it. But let's okay. let's talk about that Tucker thing. I've, I've got the video ready to go here. Like you said, it's about two and a half minutes long. And I was very interested to hear um, your reaction to this because Tucker Carlson, like him or not, is the number one primetime news show in the country. So literally millions of people watch this. Okay. So here we go. Two and a half minutes. So because there's no other crime going on, the Biden Department of Justice has announced it's going to try and jail another, well, up to 1,200 protesters from January 6th. Is Ray Epps going to be among them, considering he's on tape multiple times calling for people to break the law? We'll see. We'll be watching, actually. If they don't sweep up Ray Epps, then they've got a few questions to answer. But in the meantime, there's a new book documenting what it's like for the January 6th defendants in prison. It's inhumane. The book is called American Gulag Chronicle, Letters from Prison. David Summerall is the founder of the Stop Paid Awareness Program and president of the board, president of the board of American Gulag Chronicles. He joins us now. David, thanks so much for coming on. Um, so I, I think some of our viewers will be interested enough to, to buy the book and to learn more. But if you could summarize what it is like for these people in the D.C. jail. Tucker, thank you on behalf of the J6 hostages and their families. I think this just represents, you know, 35 of their stories, you know, what they experienced, why they went, their intent of why they wanted to go in the first place, what they experienced there, what they witnessed. And then afterwards, you know, the attacks of the FBI and the DOJ and the court system and and the jail and, and being in pre-trial detainment for over two years, a lot of these guys, before their trial. So they hadn't been sentenced. They're just being tortured. And, you know, you look up terrorism in the in the dictionary, that's what you see, what our government's doing to these people. And this book is the best opportunity for, you know, the masses to understand what what they're experiencing from their own hand. I, I, I just I have trouble believing that this could go on for over two years and none of the people that these defendants have voted for over the years stood up to defend them with, with a few honorable exceptions. But like where are the Republicans in Congress? I think that every time I hear it. 
Well, I think this is more proof of that uniparty we keep talking about. And Tim Rivers that put this book together saw this need and just said, you know, the public needs to have these stories. And unfortunately, we should never have a book like this in America. We should never have a gulag in America. But the awareness and the, the media curtain has been closed on this situation. These people, it's not just the, the guys. They're not just numbers. You know, the, the numbers have names and names have stories and the stories matter to God. I mean, these families, the children, uh, and it's suffering. Two years, not seeing your kids, not having visitation or church services, the reality of what's going on is what people really need to be properly outraged about. I can't imagine a less fashionable cause for you to attach yourself to, and I mean that as a great compliment. I think it's brave and, and good for you. David, thank you for joining us. Thank you, sir. God bless you. I, I got I to gotta say, I, I was proud when I saw you on Tucker, I think it was three weeks ago. Um, because I, I, I even like, you know, thumped my wife. I'm like, I have him on my show every month. And now he's on Tucker Carlson. That's right. That's the, how do you think Tucker found me? I'm sure he watches your show. <laughs> oh, flattery will get you everywhere. I'll be back. Um, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> no, listen, you know, so I, I just want people to kind of think about that while it's fresh on their mind and, and think about how many trigger words I said torture, you know, hostages, terrorism, gulag, you know, all these things that are real. And, and, and you can tell it, even in the beginning, it started with Ray Epps. That has nothing to do with the gulag. And, and, and then he said, well, what about the politicians? And I said, you know, it's the uniparty that we talk about. But Tim, I brought it back to the book, you know, because two and a half minutes and, and you could you know, tell I was just trying to throw out as much about the situation because that's a big audience, man, and that's a lot of people. And and then, of course, didn't ask what the link was. Uh, you know, little things. Put Stop Hate Awareness Program, which just put StopHate.com. That's where you find the link. So, you know, it could have been a lot different. It could have been even better. And I hope that, you know, the public does kind of let it know. And, and I know they have been. There have been letters sent and, and comments made on social media. And, and I appreciate that. People really do want to know more about it. But the thing that I want to direct people in those trigger words, where's the rest of the media? Where's where's the other journalists? Absolutely. That are supposed to say, oh, my gosh, Tucker's got the biggest platform, the biggest network, uh, cable network show. And this guy was on there talking about a gulag in America with a book, with proof, with people in there today. Torture, terrorism, government. All these things, and not one peep out of the mainstream media or any of our favorite journalists that we love that cover the topics that, that we like, except for you, brother. There's very few, honestly. And, and there's an active censorship about that book as well because they know that's the stories they don't want to get to the public. The media won't say them. The politicians won't say them. The lawyers, the judges won't let them out. And, and as we get into that, I want to talk about those judges a little bit. I'm going to write a note. Hold on. Yeah. Write a note. Yep. Um, I, I've said from the beginning of this whole thing that it is the most un-American thing I've ever seen in this country is how these people were treated. And I don't care, even if they're guilty, even if every one of the ones in the, in the gulag are guilty of whatever they're charged with, we're still not treating them by the way the rules, the laws our country and and that should outrage every american and i have my copy of american gulag chronicles and i urge everybody out there to go get one 
uh, AmericanGulagChronicles.com, or you can go to StopHate.com. That's a little easier to remember and click the links and get to it. But uh, let's let's see what Mike in was a Yak Town has to say. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? Mike, did we lose Mike? Okay, Hello? Mike's not there. So well, Tucker has been really the only one who um, who's done anything, and he viewed it. He he. Uh, you know, uh, viewed, he, he aired some of the, uh, the footage, you know, and people argue that, you know, he aired like curated footage and well, that's exactly what the January 6th committee did. They picked the worst pieces and Tucker, you know, picked the pieces that showed what's his name. The, you know, the, the, the big Jacob, what's his name? I can't remember his name. The, 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 uh, shaman, they, they showed him being Led around Chancellor. Right. Yeah, Chancellor, yeah. yeah. They showed, you know, Tucker showed the ones where you're, where, where, where he was being led around by police, which would, you know, you're getting a police escort. I don't think you're doing anything wrong. Yeah. yeah. So, so both sides of this thing are picking and choosing what videos to, to show, which is, you know, that's what happens in, in our world. But, but like I said, guilty or not, the, the treatment is is just horrible. Well, and what a better way to divide us than to show the extremes, you know, and, and show those flash moments of total chaos or elevator music scenes, you know, just to, to make the people say this. They're, they're lying. One side is lying and they're making the other side say that all day long. And, and to me, it's just a further effort to divide us. And you see even Tucker Great job, all that, but it's that dripping of information that so many do. And and, and let me give you a great example. And, and I don't even know that Tucker's aware to the extent, you know, I, I heard Elon Musk make a comment the other night that if, if a person was at an event and wrote a story about what they witnessed, that would probably be more accurate than if a journalist covered a story that wasn't there. And he's, you know, the journalists, they may t- know two or three points about it. They may be able to craft a story, but they don't know the inner workings and the details. And you don't get that same feel uh, of the experience. And we've got a lot of journalists that, that do that. Very few that are in the mainstream, of course, were actually there. And it seems like there's a shutoff valve that's letting this information trickle out slowly. And, and as much as Tucker did great showing the side that he showed, even some of the other work he does, when he had Tariq Johnson, the uh, black guy, black cop that had the red MAGA hat on, um, you know, Tariq is a, a great guy. He's really a hero of the day. He tried to do the right thing. He tried to communicate with his command center and, and tried to get the support in the evacuation. And, and he actually worked with the crowd. Uh, somebody stuck the, the hat on his head, the MAGA hat on his head, and, and he wore it around, you know, and, and kept working, trying to find solutions to the problems acted really well compared to, you know, how a lot of the knucklehead cops acted for sure. But one of the interesting things about Mr. Johnson is some of the guys that he worked with in the crowd were oath keepers. And those oath keepers are the ones that led him up the stairs to the other policemen and then led him back down the stairs and offered support, got his bullhorn and was helping and, and, and literally leading through the crowd saying oath keepers make a path and taking this policeman where he needed to go. Well, 
as the story goes, we submitted that video first in Trennis Evans' case because his law, his judge tried to say the only heroes that day were the law officers. And Trennis said, I beg to differ. People did hero stuff, you know, from trying to resuscitate people who had been, you know, killed by the police or leading the police around or helping other victims and offering support in various ways. And, uh, so, so there were more heroes than, than what people understand. They weren't the police by far or the paramedics. The paramedics have tried to claim credit that they had a great day, but they actually didn't save anyone. So I don't know where you can, you know, pat yourself on the back and say you did a great job because none of your people got hurt when you actually let people die. But, you know, the, the, the information about Tariq Johnson, he was on Tucker's show. And they didn't even touch on the fact that these Oath Keepers are sitting in prison because when we submitted that video for the Oath Keepers trial, the judge censored it away from the jury and said they can't see this because it's not the exact same Oath Keepers in every single picture. So we're going to throw the whole video out. They're not going to be able to see them helping the police, which tells a totally different story. And now that Tariq Johnson's story is getting out more and more, we know for a fact that we have Oath Keepers sitting in prison that don't belong there at all. They were doing hero stuff. And I guess no good deed goes unpunished, and here they sit in prison. Well, I had Angel Harrelson on the show a while back, and Angel told the story of her husband, Kenneth. Yep. And, and he was asked by police officers to assist. Sure. And that's, that's how he ended up in, in the in video. It's yeah. in the video. Yeah. All in video. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't show that video mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit the narrative, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Um so Tucker I I've got a love hate relationship with Tucker. Sure. There are times that I think his show is spot on yeah. and cuts right to the point. It's great. And there are other times there I can't think of the exact instance, but there was one time in particular when he had a preconceived notion or he he made an immediate snap decision sure and and basically ignored what his guest was saying and and just talked over him and yes yeah didn't listen to it right now we're all guilty of doing that um but that that one particular instance really really ate at me but he's the only one on any of the major networks, yeah, that's that's even shining any light on the the J six political prisoners. Yeah, and that's exactly what they are as political prisoners because ah, so much. I had a friend of mine the other because, day question. He questioned. I called him POWs because that's one of the promo codes that we use for support for these guys. For my pillow is POW. And he said, POWs, really? Come on. I said, yeah, maybe not. I said, you might be right. They're, they're not prisoners. They're, they're actually hostages because prisoners have rights, you know, and, and these guys haven't had visitation in over two years or a church service in over two years. They didn't have a haircut or trim their fingernails or toenails for over a year because they wouldn't take the shot. You know, they've been in solitary confinement 22 to 23 hours a day for months and months, some of them for years. And, and, and it's ridiculous and, and no speedy trial. They were duped into signing off on their speedy trial rights or the government says we need to kick the can down the road for 
more discovery for two years and then all of a sudden say, we have to go to trial today, now, right now, be ready, be there, let's do this. And, and everybody's, hey, man, you were in no hurry for the last two years now. All of a sudden you're trying to kick one through the field goal for your political points, you know, and, and, and the whole public needs to understand that's exactly what this whole deal is. Well, because not only is it, you know, for the political points, but also they, they see the writing on the wall, I'm assuming. I, I would assume that they they see all of this stuff starting to come out. They see the fact that, you know, Tucker releasing videos and stuff like that. It's going to get harder and harder and harder for them yeah. the longer it goes on. And, well, more and whistleblowers. So, all right, let's, let's do it now. Let's do it now. And more whistleblowers um, like Greg Johnson, you know, exposing yeah. people like Yolanda Pittman, the commander that just threw the ball down and kicked it, you know. Didn't even try to pick it up and run with it. Didn't offer support. Didn't answer the calls for help. Left everybody in a bad position. There's so much planning from the top down to to choreograph that chaos and to leave people in those positions and then to scapegoat the Capitol Police when the Metro Police are actually more of the bad guys in the situation. And, and that's not even to count the Park Police and other agency involvement. And like you said in your opener, 50 federal agents that we know of embedded right there in the proud boy. What is that? 10 to one, you know, and, and yet, and yet let's be, let's be careful. Like, like we know not to rush to judgment. And look, Tucker's got a huge light on him. He's top of the food chain. And if he stubs his toe, everybody's going to see it. But, and I'm not going to name names, but one, uh, uh, journalist a week or two ago in the proud boys trial was covering one of the witnesses in the proud boys trial and didn't use the 24-hour rule or the 48-hour rule and made a, a, a quick judgment, a shot from the hip, and threw this poor witness under the bus. It turns out to be generally unfounded and, you know, a really liable situation, I would I would say. And I don't know if the witness is going to do anything legally about it or not. She has every right to. She, she did bad, but... You know, there's a lot of that going on. There's infighting, there's grifters, there's there's bad things that happen. People try to take advantage even more of these J6ers and their situation. And that doesn't stop at people. That's politicians, which we know aren't real people anyway. But they're writing books, you know, trying to say they know everything and they've got the answers to everything. And yet our people sit in jail when we should have 50, you know, congressmen walking down to the jail every single day checking on them. Hanging out, you know, saying hi. How you doing? Let's see what you got, and and that makes them have a good day, because when people come and see them, that are people of power and influence, they do good stuff. What you got? I I've written books too. I don't know everything. Oh, I'm, right. <laughs> Why don't I have those? Um, you're, you're absolutely right about the politicians. I am utterly disgusted at the the middle of minimal. Wow minimalist number of politicians who have actually said anything about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said a few minutes ago, this is the most un-American, tyrannical, dictatorial anything that I've ever seen in our country. And there are so few of our D.C. politicians that are even willing to say Let, anything. About let's it. break that down real fast so people understand why. Because it's if you don't really grasp it, it'll go right over your head. Do you ever hear many politicians say much about voter fraud? No, because they use it. Same here. These uh-huh. are the ultimate 
pawns, the ultimate control for these people. And, and, and not just the people that are in jail. It's the laws that they're passing. It's the budgets that they are blowing up the Capitol police. They're, they're trying to say $30 million worth of damage. Now we know it's what a million dollar cleaning bill on the, on the exaggerated side, you know, for polishing the floor and stuff, cleaning the mud. But the other money is for a brand new surveillance system, video surveillance system for the whole Capitol complex. And, and then they also want to uh, get reimbursed for all the fence rentals and construction. They've had fences up for however long now. They want to back charge that all to J6 and say that that's all part of the deal. The video surveillance system, I'm sure that's what, $29 million worth. And, and they're, you know what I mean? So this is what we're looking at from these thieves, these criminals, these budgeteers, these uh, crime syndicate guys, you know. And, and at some point, all those RICO violations and all this racketeering, it's going to come back and bite them in a bad way. Listen, I've got great ideas. It's whether that one guy said, I have a dream. You know, I have one, too, and it's to get rid of both parties, to bankrupt them in the ground, to put headstones up and say, here's the R's and here's the D's. Let me show you how much I care about them and have one country, one nation, one American party, the big party. I don't care what you call it, but it's just Americans. We can't hide behind party. We have to work on issues and communicate with each other and get back to the basics. This whole division thing at this point is so obvious to everyone and I hope that COVID wakes people up on the left and the right. And I hope that this prison system has woken up the ones on the right to see that this has been happening to other communities for decades because they made different mm-hmm. life choices and lived in different communi- communities and had different lifestyle, different things that affected them, their color, their choices, whatever it is. And, and we kind of turned our, you know, hey, it doesn't affect us, so we're not going to address that. But this is another one of those crossover moments to where we can say, Hey, we're done with that. And, and we don't have to fill out the bubbles on, on the ballots anymore. We don't have to, you know, choose the lesser of two evil. That's what I'm excited about. Hey, well, I, I hope you can stick around for another segment. Let's do it. Um, I've got some more stuff I, I, I had written in the notes that I wanted to talk about, but it is break time. So uh, we'll be back in three minutes. With Dave Sumrall, StopHate.com, and American Gulag Chronicles. Nobel Prize nominated for his COVID-19 treatment protocols, the late Dr. Zelenko created Z-Stack to help boost your immune system. And when you order Z-Stack, you're not only boosting your immune system, you're also supporting Freedom Fighters Foundation. So boost your immune system by going to ZStackLife.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE. Be healthier. Support the Freedom Fighters Foundation. Use the code LIGHTHOUSE at ZStackLife.com. The American dream 
become a nightmare Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town Like a cancer that's silently spreading There's an unspoken fear We're on our way down We must eat back. Hey, it's the top of the second hour of National Intel Report live on Republic Broadcasting Network, Liberty Lighthouse, everywhere else you hear it. I'm your host, Peter Seraphine. Please remember that free speech is not free. Support this free speech network. Donate if you can. Buy their merchandise. Use their promo codes. Do whatever you can to support the network. Something else I want you to do for support. I want you to call... Your House of Representatives representative, that the, the, the switchboard phone number for the U.S. House of Representatives is 202-224-3121. And I want you to call and tell them that the treatment of the January 6th prisoners, the fact that they've been in, two, in jail for two years, that they haven't seen their loved ones in two years, is all completely un-American. And I mean, they haven't seen their loved ones. They are not even allowed video conferences or video calls, Zoom, Skype, whatever. The only contact they have with the outside world is via telephone. And that, it's just unacceptable. These people have been there for two years. They haven't seen their kids grow up, the baby's first steps, their, their wife give birth, whatever the case may be. That is completely un-American, and we got to do something about it. And the only thing we really can do at this point is call your House of Representative representative. And again, the switchboard to the House, 202-224-3121. With me tonight is Mr. David Sumrall. He's kind of the face of the justice for the January 6th movement. And I kind of wanted to get into the hypocrisy of recent events. So just last week, or over the last two weeks, I guess, the Tennessee State House was overrun twice. It was overrun by people that advocating for gun control. And then a couple of the you know members of the Tennessee State House kind of joined in and grabbed blowhorns and, and disrupted the proceedings. And then there was a second time when it was overrun because the ones that joined in were, were being expelled from the House. Let me, let's just do some quick comparatives here. A bunch of private citizens stormed a Capitol building and disrupted an official proceeding. That could describe either Tennessee or January 6th. But to my knowledge, not a single person is being prosecuted in Tennessee, and I haven't seen anybody call it an insurrection or yes. sedition for that. It's kind of funny how that works, you know, uh, there, there is no equal justice, and, and we're seeing that played out in real time. This is not a movie, and this is not a drill. And what they're doing to J6ers, they're going to do to you next. It, it's their choice as to who they choose to do this. And, and listen, there's there's another uh, article that came out about Chris Alberts. He's he's in trial right now. And, and there was a uh, – man – I want to say it was a transgender that was at DC that was charged with the exact same thing and released. 
And here Chris is in trial, uh, you know, looking at years and years in jail and, and literally the exact same charges. There is no equal justice and the scales are, are definitely weighted. Um, and, and here's the thing that, that, man, I really want people to think about. J6ers are actively being hunted, you know, like a game to these people. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's this group called Sedition Hunters. And they dox people, they search through these photographs and videos, and they try to identify these people on social media or wherever they are. And, and then they turn that over to the FBI, and, and, and then they're on the list, and they're being hunted all over. And, and listen, anybody that did anything wrong, sure, you know, but there, there's there's this public feeding frenzy about hunting these people and, and, and making them pay for their crime. You know, it's like a, a punishment thing. And I want people to ask themselves when Trump's elected, when Trump gets back or when the power shifts to the other side, if whoever's at the top says, let's go hunt Antifa and let's go hunt BLM and let's put them in jail without due process and let's hold them indefinitely and, and wait for more discovery. Are y'all down with that? Because golly, that's so rough. Think about that yeah, for a moment. Forget that the power structure flips back and forth from side yeah. to side. And yes. And anything that, you know, side A does can happen again. Because once it's done once, it can it can happen again. And so then side B he does it, you know, a couple of years later, and it happens all the time. It's bad. Hey, we've got, uh, I don't know if it's J.R. or Junior in Georgia. I'm going to say J.R. J.R. in Georgia. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for and, oh, my hey, call. No, that was my fault. I did. There you go. Sorry, my bad. J.R., are you there? I think so. Am I or not? Yep. You are now. That was Am my I? fault. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm probably going to make a lot of people, a lot of your listeners upset, but uh, I'm not a Trump supporter. I was a Trump voter, but I wasn't a Trump supporter. Um, That's kind of how I classify myself, too. I wouldn't call myself a, a Trump supporter, but I voted for him the second time, not the first time, but the second time. Well, I voted so go for on. the first time and the second time, but nonetheless, we got people got to come to terms with the man they're looking at or the woman they're looking at in the mirror every morning and understand that Trump is a narcissistic SOB. He is what he is. I don't think anybody, including him, would deny that. (laughs) It might be a compliment to him, actually. I don't know. (laughs) But, I mean, the fact that Trump allowed Fawcett and Burke to run this country that last year of his administration... And he actually started this down this COVID path. And secondly, his total disregard for the January 6th people. I've never heard that man state any word in defense of those people. Nothing. I, now that you mention it, I can't remember anything either. Dave, you're, you're in this all the time. Has, has Trump ever spoken up for the people in the gulag? Uh, you know, not not so much. The only thing he said is he'll give him pardons if he may give him pardons if he's elected. 
and uh, that what happened to Ashley was terrible. And then, of course, he retweeted the other day that there was another protester, Roseanne. But, but you know, now he's like, hey, I'm a political prisoner. And we're like, hey, we're, did you protest for J6ers? You want us to protest for you, but you never protest or ask people to hit the streets or told them where to find the fundraisers or told them how to support us. Or did any, all you did was sing this song with these other people, and now everybody's wondering where that money's going because no J6ers have gotten it yet. And everybody's like, what's going on with that whole picture? Did somebody just grift from the very top? So is it JR or Junior? We're right there with you, bro. I mean, we're questioning everything and everybody, and it doesn't stop just because you got a big gold T at the front of your name. Well, let me ask you this. How do you pardon an individual who's committed suicide? You don't. Exactly. Yeah. You don't. How do you do that? And you can pay reparations. That's right. Not only the suicide, but just how do you get back two years that you didn't get to spend with your loved ones? Or or how do you, you know, pay back not being there for when when a loved one died because you were behind bars or like there's so much there's just no way to pay it back well the thing is general flynn went through this same thing and he signed up for it he's a general he said he'd take one for the team he'd lay down his life for his country and you know trump let them beat on flynn for all those years could have stopped it at any time but didn't he wanted to get his points Flynn took one for the team. These people didn't sign up for that. They went for a thing and they showed up for a deal. They've been, uh, you know, put in the crosshairs. And what they've done is to show true founding father material by taking the heat, even though Trump hadn't been there to really help them. You know, if you're telling them to wait for three years until he's elected or two now or whatever it is, then, you know, a lot of people are going to die. We've already had eight suicides that we know of in the J6 community outside of the prison. Nobody in prison has has killed themselves, but there have been J6ers that we know that have done that. And the four police, in addition to that, if they're suicides or not, this is real. And, and, and you can't repair that. You can't give families anything that's going to take that back. I was in a space with Jerry Perna, Matthew Perna's aunt. There is no replacing someone that's gone and it's avoidable. These aren't pawns. They're not, you know, write-offs. They're real people, real, like I said in Tucker, real names, real stories. And they, they really matter to God and to the other Americans. And, and they're not just going to be used and abused and thrown away. And that whole art of war that Trump is, is the master at, you know, there's a limited death count. There's an acceptable number uh, if you can avoid the, the big casualties. But these people are not dead. And they're savable, and this is repairable, and we have to get over this for both sides of the country to function. And nobody on either side of this political spectrum, including any presidential candidates I've witnessed yet, have said this is the issue, this is what we have to get over, this is what we need an understanding about, or this is the equivalent of our civil war, and we will never come together again, and divided we fall. You know, it's like I say in our Bloody Hill movie, divided we die. Because they literally want us to kill each other. They have us so fighting mad that we're willing to, you know, shoot the IRS agent when he shows up at the door. We don't care who it is at this point. Come bang on my door and see. That's how everybody's on edge. And that's not what we need. We need to be mad at the government, not the other people across the street. They didn't do anything to us. They're playing the other side of that story, thinking we're the bad guys. And guys like Trump, right now, he needs to be the man that we needed for him to be in the presidency and step up and be a gentleman, not a smart aleck, and fix some things and, and do some stuff right that's not taken apart in five minutes when he turns his back. That's another issue. Love that question, Junior. <laughs> well, the thing is, is 
we know Trump, he's not ever going to be a Daniel Boone. And for a damn good fact, he's never going to be a damn Davy Crockett. He is worthless. I like both of Pardon? I love both of those characters, man. You, you've got great taste in, in history there. I, I love those guys. I love that. And he's not even a damn Andrew well, Jackson who was a SOB. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your call. I got to let you go because all of a sudden we got calls piling up behind you. I don't. Somebody right, somewhere said something. God bless. God bless you, brother. Well, thank you. And and don't forget, you can you can hear about thirty five of those stories in American Gulag Chronicles, AmericanGulagChronicles dot com, and all the proceeds go to uh, to the the J six prisoner you know, movement recovery legal defense it goes to them uh francis in north carolina line three welcome to the show hey young man hey fellas hey there you go Um, (laughs) uh go figure uh and wishing y'all a fun weekend for that matter coming up um when i when i think about the fact that there's like a thousand plus people that have been arrested or whatever and thrown into a a sorry excuse of a jail or whatever the case is, prison, and basically left there to be forgotten, which is absolutely reprehensible. What happened to family values? What does that have to do with that? Because I get remembering that being counted into our consciousness back in the 90s and, and, and earlier, before 2000 and so forth. Um, it was just This is just like a sorry excuse for that. But what I really get to my goat, dare I say, is that the fact that they are not being released, they're not being charged or anything or brought up on charges or anything to continue the imprisonment, which is abhorrent to start with, and the fact that they're not allowed to talk or even see their, talk to let alone seeing their loved ones, regardless of who it is, and because one thing, they would not be allowed to say anything about the current circumstances they've been going through for the past two years since that. Because um, they know full well that if 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 their relatives act and catch wind of what's going on, oh, there'd be a hellstorm out of hell over that. Uh, not there is now, but I I I I hesitate to th- I hesitate to think that. There was an incident almost similar to this where hostages were being held in place. I don't think it was Cuba, but it was another country outside the uh, eastern U.S. where, uh, no, the Iranian uh, hostages, that's it. And they were kept in place until it was decided, well, okay, we keep them in place until it's time for election coming up. Uh, They will be my uh, gift to the uh, everyday person in the U.S. Of their release, which means I can be elected because they saw that I released them. Excuse me? If, the, if this is a repeat of what happened then, the people should be outraged. Because whoever uh, made yeah. out the uh, presidential candidate-wise that they, I think you touched about this briefly in another uh, moment or whatever earlier um, in a different context, but still the aspect of, of someone using it as a political stunt uh, and keeping those people in harm's way is abhorrent. How can you? How can someone vote 
for someone who can give someone a politician a their vote when they pull this kind of maneuver? Well, I'm that not is voting. I stopped voting about ten decades ago, if not if not fifteen or twenty decades. Uh, no, two two decades ago. Excuse me. I apologize. <laughs> I stopped because I, I was frankly, just thinking, man. That's just, you're a lot older than you sound if you stopped voting ten decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. Uh, Listen, anyway, that's brilliant. But, though, um, what, it, what it comes down to is that not one politician I have seen so far deserves my vote to the point mm-hmm. that. I literally, when I went by the nearby district to, uh, to get my ballot to vote, I asked for a running instrument, and I wrote on it, void, so it could not be used for anybody else or by anybody else, for that matter. And so, um, and I left it there like that, and I walked out because I realized that the system was totally corrupted and uh, invalid. And so uh, the people themselves... Their lives have been massacred, that have been thrown in uh, as gulag of a jail or prison or whatever the case is. And if some if some of those people lost their life because of health reasons, uh, can you say that the family is going to have a major lawsuit on their hands if they, if, an, if they find an attorney or lawyer actually worth their salt to actually prosecute? A whole other story. That is a whole other story with the bar and with the lawyers and the judges. And But that's very uh, observant of you with this whole election thing coming and using that for political points and tying in the Iran-Contra. Iran Contra. Uh, that was huge. That was another uh, test run, I guess, for now. I think that's where, what we're experiencing as well. I want to set you straight real quick so you don't be confused. Um, there are a little over 100 of our people that are being held in prisons around the country. Uh, PatriotMailProject.com has a really good working map as to where they're all being uh, held around the country. But over a thousand have been charged. Many of those were processed. About half of those have already been through their trial, their plea, their whole deal. The government has, you know, scared them into submission. So they'll get their trespassing and their probation and uh, about 500 of those or so have already done that. So there's just a little over 100. It was 103 a week ago. It might be 111, somewhere around in there. But uh, those are the people that are actively being held. Many of them are the original guys that went in that signed off on their speedy trial rights that, that kind of got snookered like like General Flynn did in the beginning of the Trump era when they were asking him questions. They said, well, they didn't know how it worked. They didn't know the system. They didn't know they could have a lawyer. All those things. They yeah. did the same thing to these j sixers so i really appreciate that that uh question comment that's awesome indeed well imparting thought for one thing so much for land of the free and home of the brave for that matter but quite frankly the fact that these people are being subjected to the prospect that in order for you to get out of here you have to take the shot jab which is basically yeah. a death sentence yes. so either it either hits them quick or it's a delayed but still this this is insanity yes i, I yeah. It's, I, uh, D, that's why I call D.C. the District of Criminals, because that's all it is, period. I mean, I, I mean, people talking about, well, uh, this person is Satanist and this person is Satanist or whatever, so who are the Satanists up in D.C.? Well, look at their fruit mm-hmm. or lack mm-hmm. thereof. You'll, Quit voting you'll for think, them. Quit, huh? settling. Quit settling for those bubbles. Don't settle for filling in a bubble. Don't choose the lesser of two evils. If you know Thank some, you. 
you go and write their name in. The power of the pen. That's how we take this thing back. We write names and it kicks it out of the electronic. That's it. Yep. Peter4president.com. What is it? Don't have a great week. Play hard. Thank you. The number four president.com. I like that. I like that. Thank you for your call. Yeah, thanks, Francis. And we didn't get to hear her tagline. Normally, right before Francis leaves a phone call, she says, I'll take lime, coconut, and pineapple with my Corona, please. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. (laughs) (laughs) I missed it. She hung up before I could ask her how she wants her Corona. Anyway, before we move on to the other people on hold, which there are several, um, I want you to uh, consider May Ono. If you do live streaming or podcasting or gaming or any of that stuff where, where you need audio equipment, I want you to check out May Ono, M-A-O-N-O.com. Mayono.com. They have the kind of thing. It's called the Mayono Caster. And it's a lot like the Roadcaster, but it's a third of the price. Um, and it it's awesome. I love it. Anyway, mayono.com for all of your audio equipment needs. M-A-O-N-O.com. Code Lighthouse will get you a little bit of a discount, and I'd greatly appreciate if you do that. And moving on, Sarah in Oregon, line five. Welcome to the show, Hi. Sarah. Hi, everybody. I'm going to have to make this short but sweet. Share the show out if you need to be, and share anything that is right. Free speech isn't free. Justice for J6. Bye. Bye, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Love Sarah. She's awesome. I- if I had my own personal cheerleader in, in life, it would be Sarah. I, that's as, about as close as I, I Total ever come to having me. Always, always like that. That's great. All right. So before we move on, just a reminder, call the, uh, the House of Representatives. Call your representative, the Switchbird phone number, 202-224-3121. We'll get you to the Washington, D.C. House of Representatives switchboard where you can find your representative and call them about anything, but in particular tonight, about the treatment of the J6 prisoners. All right, so let's talk. Let's go back. Before we started taking all those phone calls, we were talking, uh, had just brought up the, the hypocrisy of it all. We had the, the, uh, the Texas Capitol, or I'm sorry, Tennessee Capitol stormings just over the last couple of weeks. But storming of capitals is actually not that uncommon in our country. It's, ha- it's happened a few times just in our own recent memory um in wisconsin in 2011 mm-hmm. michigan 2020 and then again t- tennessee in 2023 um some for left wing causes some for right wing causes capitol buildings get stormed by the people the uh, the official proceedings of the day get interrupted didn't Idaho and never, didn't yeah, Idaho there's been a bunch had some traffic just before January sixth, like a year before. Didn't uh, didn't Georgia uh, get uh, a lot of traffic just before January sixth? I mean, they let them go inside those buildings. If you let them go inside some of the capitals, some of the time, 
And then you let them go to D.C. and they think, hey, they're going to let us in. And, and the people that don't see the pushing and shoving in the beginning see everybody going in and say, hey, they're letting us in. Let's go in. Right. And then you hold them in jail for 20 years. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Well, and you brought up a good point. You know, so they've already got a thousand people. They're looking to get, you know, Tucker said 1,200 more, but we've heard as many as 3,000 more. They're trying to get people now that, that never even entered the Capitol building, just people that, you know, walked on the grass. Like they've, de- you know, one little area that's been designated as sacred or whatever. Like almost retroactive. Anyway, break time. Three-minute commercial break. Dave, up to you. You can stick around or you can leave. That's definitely for an hour. Sounds fun. I'll stick around. All right. I'm proud to be partnering with Cedar Mill Fine Firearms. Cedar Mill Fine Firearms does some of the coolest firearms cases you'll find anywhere. Have you ever wanted to carry your AR-15 discreetly? How about a rifle case that looks like a guitar case until you open it up? Go to cedarmillfirearms.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE the next time you're looking for a cleaning kit or a case to carry your firearms. That's cedarmillfirearms.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE. They railed against the crown Another ragtag band Declaring Independence. Independence. Let's go. We've lost that. Hey, it's the final segment of the show tonight. And uh, just program notes next week, I've got uh, Mike Ford, managing editor of American Free News Network, coming on the show, and uh, Scott Thompson from Right to Bear Insurance, which I got to say, Right to Bear is by far. The most affordable concealed carry insurance on the market. If you carry a firearm, you got to protect your legal rights. And right to bear is the way to do that for $11 a month. And use the code Lighthouse and uh, we'll get you a month or two free. Or I think it's like a month free. I don't know. It's like 10% off, which works out to be like a month free. Anyway, right to bear. I'm a member. I carry. I use it. And uh, I liked it so much that I asked them to give me a promo code. And they said, sure, we'd love to. So right to bear. Tonight we've got Dave Sumrall. We're talking about the J6 Gulag, the the unfair hypocritical treatment of these particular capital stormers versus all of the other capital stormers we've had over our history, which there have been many. We have had state capitals stormed many times, and uh, nobody was ever charged with insurrection before. I don't think anybody's been charged with insurrection this time either, but nobody's been even called an insurrectionist. One of the things I wanted to ask you, Dave, was, like, how do we get the... Five people died that day. All five of them were protesters or supporters of Trump or whatever. All five of them died at the hands of... Capitol Police or Metro Police. But there are still millions of people in our country who think that, you know, 
far more people died and they died because of the protesters not the other way around how do we how do we get that out there like i do everything i can roseanne boyland is I mean, right, everybody probably heard about ashley babbitt you know ashley babbitt you know crawls through the window i don't know if she broke i can't remember did she break the window or did she crawl through an already broken window it was already broken yeah okay so she was crawling through an already broken window mm-hmm. and she was was shot by a capitol police officer and and based on the capitol police investigation the officer did nothing wrong even though he violated like every safety rule of of discharging a firearm um and you know anyway but then Roseanne Boylan, like nobody knows that name. And that video is even more horrific than Ashley Babbitt. Because, I mean, Ashley Babbitt is terrible. Cop just comes up, shoots her in the head or neck. But she probably died pretty quickly versus Roseanne Boylan, who was literally beaten to death by, I think it was a Metro police officer, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. but nobody knows her name like how do we get that out there so uh, you know i think a lot of it is the press release that the the politicians and the media put out immediately saying that you know with a little bit of background check they saw that roseanne boylan had had a run-in with the law a little bit of drug use back in the day so they just pinned her as you know there's some adderall in her system and some coffee we'll call it a methamphetamine overdose and that's exactly what they did. Um, they they cremated her pretty quickly, you know. And here's the way that works: you call the family and you say, you know, we have your loved one here, and now we can ship them home to you. It's going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars because it's expensive. Or we can cremate them and send them home to you for a couple of hundred bucks. Up to you. We'll work with you however you want to do it. You know, $200 or thousands and thousands. So all these people were cremated. Ashley Babbitt's desire was to be cremated anyway. Um, But I'm not sure about the other folks, if that was ever a part of their planning uh, for their end of life. But here's the thing that we have to be careful of. We had a politician just a few weeks ago say, you know, he was referring to the five officers that lost their lives as a result of January 6th. And that in everybody's mind says five cops were killed that day. That's what it says to us. That's what we're going to start remembering as five right. policemen that lost their lives as a result of January 6th. Now, he didn't say they were killed on January 6th. None of that. No policeman was. I got in such trouble, man. I was giving a speech down in South Texas and I got up there and said, my, my wife's going to be mad at me, but I got to say this because it, it, it's a crowd thing. And I said, all the policemen who were murdered on January 6th deserved it. And, the whole, you know, half the crowd goes, oh, and half the crowd goes, oh, that's hilarious because they know. And I said, look, if it takes y'all <laughs> six months to a year to get my joke, that's your fault. But let me tell you, no policemen were died. That's where I can say that with full confidence that I'm not being mean to a policeman because if you say a policeman died, I'm going to call him a fictitious character because that's what he is. It's a make-believe story that the left keeps trying to put. So all those people who died. Now, Benjamin Phillips, I found the footage in the government database of him screaming and yelling. He's seeing what the police are doing to the people at the very front after the initial gate breach. At 1.02, he collapses before any hand grenades went off, 
before any of now I've, I'm still trying to see if he got sprayed somewhere. If he, but here's the long and short of it. He collapsed. The police never rendered aid. People were begging, please get a medic, please get a medic, please get an ambulance, please get a backboard, please help him, help him. And and for one, the police were like, look, we don't have the gear, we, we don't want to get COVID, you people don't have masks on. The other was, this is a dangerous area and we can't get a medic down in here. He laid there for probably 15 minutes while people tried to do CPR on him until they finally carried him out on one of those bike rack barricades. Kevin Greeson, definitely a victim of the hand grenade barrage, from what the witnesses around him say and the people that were giving him VC, uh, uh, CPR that we've spoken with. And, and, and so that's a totally different story. Once again, the the paramedics had a hard time getting to him when they got him back to the ambulance. They already had another guy. And so there was confusion with the paramedics. But both of those people, you know, failure to render aid. You know, I think that's just as important. They were in charge of the safety of the people that day. They never gave uh, exit routes. They never gave clear instruction. They never told people this is a, a riot area until well into the incident with a little bitty speaker. And, and, and I just want people to be careful that, you know, Kevin Grace and Benjamin Phillips, Roseanne Boylan. Now, her her death was a combination. Uh, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Officer Lila Morris, MPD did beat her with a stick at what we believe is the end of her life. There was no one giving her uh, a, a check at the time of her death. No one was, you know, checking for a pulse or anything. We're not sure. But she turned blue after that. You know, she she was not discolored like she was when they pulled her around the, co- the corner to try to give her CPR. But I want to say the amount of CS gas in the confined hallway, in that tunnel, you're not supposed to use that in the first place. There was CS gas. Philip Anderson lost consciousness along with other people there. Tommy Tatum stuck on the ground under the rail and, and looked at Roseanne and wondered why she was bleeding from her face. And Philip's holding her hand before he lost consciousness and they drug him out of the crowd. He for all intensive purposes, should be dead. Now, I think they pulled him out and got him enough air. But we don't know if the oxygen was robbed from Roseanne and if she passed away because of the crowd, the police pressing the crowd on them intentionally. People are screaming. In the video, I've seen it over and over from multiple angles. The cuss words, please effing stop. You're killing her. Stop, stop. People are just holding their hands up like stop, getting maced and clubbed. Stop, stop. And she's on the ground. They're just, and I have no place to stand. I can't move. There's someone down here. I can't. You need to go. I can't. I can't move. There's someone down. Move, move. And just shoving people for eight minutes. And, and part of the time, you can hear Roseanne scream for her life. And, and this is the stuff that if Tucker had shown that, there would have been a mad dash to the Capitol. And they would have pulled all the representatives out and said, you're, you're no longer employed here for one, probably worse, because that's the level of conspiratorial cover up behind each of these stories. They took Lila Morris. The chief said that she gave him hell and, and he was in the tunnel saying, give him hell. Afterwards, he praised her. These people got awards. The, 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 the officer that arrested Chris Phillip, uh, Chris Alberts that's in court right now got an award for arresting him like it's some big thing. They took Lila Morissette that hit Roseanne Boylan, took her to the Super Bowl with with Officer yeah. 
Fanon, the HBO actor, and and uh, all these people that do bad, horrible things and lie, and they've all been promoted somehow in their departments up, you know. And it's real amazing to see the the level of promotion from the people who stick with the narrative. It's very strange. Right, Lila, on camera, Dan Boylan. Like you said, was was taken as was given her own little, like, you know, spot in between, I don't know, at some point, I can't remember when, but was given her own little spot where she got to speak and, and, and was, like, highlighted as this, you know, hero person as she beat an American. I'm having some issues with the signal here. Can you still hear me good? Yeah, because I just lost you. Can't hear you at all. But it's probably just the boys. It's probably just the FBI messing with my signal over here. This is nothing new as far as that goes. (laughs) Leaving, come back, see if that helps. Nope. I still can't hear you. I can read lips a little bit, but that's about the extent of it. <laughs> No, nope, you're going to have to shave if I'm going to read yours. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is, brother. Uh, I'm going to drop out of here, I guess, and see if we can figure that out. I appreciate you letting me come on here today. And let me just throw in stophate.com slash J6. Uh, go into your own research. There's calls to action, 15 or 20 different things that everybody can find something to do. There's a gift and a talent for everyone. So check that out. Get a copy of that book. Buy one for your local library as well so we can sew this into the fabric of our country and peter i appreciate you having me on we'll get this issue resolved and i will see you next time my friend
So because there's no other crime going on, the Biden Department of Justice has announced it's going to try and jail another, well, up to 1,200 protesters from January 6th. Is Ray Epps going to be among them, considering he's on tape multiple times calling for people to break the law? We'll see. We'll be watching, actually. If they don't sweep up Ray Epps, then they've got a few questions to answer. But in the meantime, there's a new book documenting what it's like for the January 6th defendants in prison. It's inhumane. The book is called American Gulag Chronicle, Letters from Prison. David Summerall is the founder of the Stop Hate Awareness Program and president of the board, president of the board of American Gulag Chronicles. He joins us now. David, thanks so much for coming on. Um, so I, I think some of our viewers will be interested enough to, to buy the book and to learn more. But if you could summarize what it is like for these people in the D.C. jail. Tucker, thank you on behalf of the J6 hostages and their families. I think this just represents, you know, 35 of their stories, you know, what they experienced, why they went, their intent of why they wanted to go in the first place, what they experienced there, what they witnessed. And then afterwards, you know, the attacks of the FBI and the DOJ and the court system and, and the jail and, and being in pre-trial detainment for over two years, a lot of these guys, before their trial. So they hadn't been sentenced, they're just being tortured. And, you know, you look up terrorism in the in the dictionary, that's what you see, what our government's doing to these people. And this book is the best opportunity for, you know, the masses to understand what what they're experiencing from their own hand. I, I, I just I have trouble believing that this could go on for over two years. And none of the people that these defendants have voted for over the years stood up to defend them with, with a few honorable exceptions. But like where are the Republicans in Congress? I think that every time I hear it. Well, I think this is more proof of that uniparty we keep talking about. And Tim Rivers that put this book together saw this need and just said, you know, the public needs to have these stories. And unfortunately, we should never have a book like this in America. We should never have a gulag in America. But the awareness and the, the media curtain has been closed on this situation. These people, it's not just the, the guys. They're not just numbers. You know, the, the numbers have names and names have stories and the stories matter to God. I mean, these families, the children, uh, and it's suffering. Two years, not seeing your kids, not having visitation or church services the reality of what's going on is what people really need to be properly outraged about i can't imagine a less fashionable cause for you to attach yourself to and i mean that as a great compliment i think it's brave and, and good for you david thank you for joining us thank you sir god bless you 
about now? Can you hear me now? God, I hope so. I don't know what happened. Technical difficulties during a live show. I, I turned off the soundboard, turned it back on, did all everything I can. Hopefully you can hear me. According to the producer, you can. Anyway, um, Dave Sumrall, StopHate.com, AmericanGulag, Chronicles.com was our guest tonight. And I think we brought up a lot of points. And, and you and I, we the people out there, we need to go out there. We need to spread the word of Roseanne Boyland. We need to make sure that everybody in America knows that there are 100 people in jail who haven't seen their families in two years. Some of them have been tried and haven't been sentenced yet. Some of them haven't even been tried yet. There are 100 people in jail in America that were arm-twisted and and twisted into, into giving up their right to a speedy trial so that two years later they're there. They haven't even seen their families, even in video form. They can't do Zooms. It's all disgusting. It's completely un-American. And we need to spread that word. We need to make sure that everybody we know is aware of this. We also need to make sure that our representation understands that this is absolutely unacceptable. So please, I'm going to give the number again. I want you to call your representative at the U.S. House of Representatives, 202-224-3121. Call your representative and make sure that they know that you're disgusted as, as disgusted as I am about this whole American gulag thing. All right, so we've got, uh, I don't know, like 10 minutes left. My brain is completely fried after all of the technical difficulties and you not being able to hear me. So uh, phone line is still open, 512-248-8252-800-313-9443. We talked about, a lot about J6 tonight and the other capital breaches that have never been considered insurrections, but this one was. Then there was the, the, the hypocrisy of what our government chooses to focus on is always related to headlines. And we started out the show talking about how many people died of what different causes. And, you know, 34,000 people in handgun homicides from 2019 to 2020, 94,000 suicides from 2019 to 2020, and 161,000 drug overdoses and fentanyl poisonings from 2019 to 2020. But yet the only thing our government seems to want to talk about is those gun deaths they don't want to talk about the five times bigger number of drug overdoses and fentanyl poisonings because that doesn't get the headlines and it also goes back to the well it's the news media they don't want to talk about the 161,000 drug overdoses and fentanyl poisonings because that's not headlines you know six people dying in a matter of a few minutes because of a gun that's a headline you and I, we the people, we need to look past those headlines. We need to look at the news stories. We need to figure out what's really important to us. Like logic would dictate that we want our government to work on, well, what's killing the most people? In, in this instance, the three examples I gave, that's drug, drug overdoses and fentanyl poisonings, not guns. 
And even if they are going to focus on guns, well, they're focusing on the wrong gun. Of that 34,000 gun homicides in that two-year period, like 97% of those deaths were handguns. Or 93%, sorry. 93% of those deaths were handguns. Only 7% were long guns. But everybody keeps talking about banning the AR-15 or the assault weapon. Even though that's only 7% of a number that's only one-fifth of those that died from overdoses and fentanyl poisoning. So by, by targeting the, the assault weapon, you're going after a minuscule number of deaths when you could be going after much, much larger numbers and therefore helping many more people. But that doesn't get headlines. There's the problem that we have in our system today is it's all about headlines. I don't know how to fix that. You and I, like, you know, we can learn to look past the headlines, learn to read into them. We can figure out what to ignore. But that's just us. Like, what about everybody else? Because not everybody's going to take the time to do that. So how do we get the people of our country to realize that they are constantly being manipulated by not only what the government talks about, but also what our news media talks about. If you would listen to them, I mean, heck, if you listen to Joe Biden, he just said a couple, last week, two weeks ago, he said that guns have become the number one killer of young people. Well, that's just a, a bold-faced lie. Fentanyl has is the number one killer of anybody, you know, like under forty or something like that. Fentanyl is the number one killer of, of young people. But fentanyl, well, if Joe Biden admits that fentanyl is a problem, then Joe Biden has to admit that the border is a problem, and he doesn't want to do that because the border wasn't a problem before. Joe Biden. So he would have to admit that it's his problem. See, so Joe manipulates us for his own political advantage because, you know, he might want to get reelected. And Joe, I would not be at all surprised if Joe was going to manipulate this whole gulag, you know, the, the January 6th gulag, the political prisoners thing. I wouldn't be surprised at all if in 2024 Joe Biden were to pardon those people. Even though it was his Department of Justice that prosecuted all of them. It was his Department of Justice that has allowed them to be in jail for two years without seeing their family. But for political expedience and big bonus points he might pardon those people so that he gets more votes I would not be surprised 
Would you? Would anybody be surprised? Joe Biden, the guy who has spent 50 years lying to the American public? Joe Biden, who had to drop out of his first two presidential races because he kept getting caught plagiarizing and lying? Joe Biden, that was constantly considered the stupidest person in the Senate? But yet, somehow, when he was 80-plus years old, or 78 years old, I guess, managed to finally win that bid for the presidency. Do you, would anybody be surprised if he did that? If he used the J6 political prisoners as a political pawn? Like Dave Summerall said, we've got groups out there actively hunting J6 protesters, January 6 protesters. The Department of Justice wants to find more of them. This is completely un-American. We must take America back. Get back to the constitutional republic that we were supposed to be. Hey, if you're listening on live on Republic Broadcasting Network, stay tuned for Edge of Darkness and Jeffrey Bennett. Thank you to Dave Summerall, the guest who joined us this evening. Thanks to Mike, the producer that put up with my technical difficulties. Thank you, the listeners and followers. You're why we do the show. Until next week, your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America. We must take the miracle back. We must take the back. At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs, and we're honored to work with our affiliates like Liberty Lighthouse to bring you professional laser engraving and customization. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow Romica Designs and Liberty Lighthouse to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. All you have to do is simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Visit us on the web at romicadesigns.com and use promo code LIGHTHOUSE during checkout to support Liberty Lighthouse with Peter Seraphine.